This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 45 games, 20 wins, 16 draws and 9 defeats but none of them mean anything now. Following a defeat last weekend at home to Stevenage and midweek results, the equation is simple. Avoid defeat and Mansfield Town are a League One club. And to be honest, there's nothing more to be said. Other than this is the Mansfield Masters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, where tonight we reflect on another week's craziness following the Stags and join David Flickcroft and Jacob Mellis in looking ahead to what is a make-or-break visit to Stadium MK on Saturday. Delighted for, for Burnley to get over the line and, uh, you know, he's, he's now on to us and, and, and about us um, having to go there with a game plan and, um, and making that game plan successful. We've come here and we've been able to... Um, soak up this, 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 this different training facility. We look at our processes, we look at our key performance indicators and what we've been good at this season, um, you know, whether that's the set pieces, the style of play, um, our intensity, look at all the stats, you know, we've got to make sure that all of them are evident on Saturday and all of them have been evident this week. My missus said to me, uh, you know, uh, she's more nervous than me because she can't do anything about it, you know, and that's a good thing about um, we, can, we can affect it, all the people on, on the pitch. So we, uh, we, we're the ones that can affect it, so for the fans and, and all you guys, you're probably going to be more nervous than us, but no, we're looking forward to it. As always, you can get involved with the show throughout on the live feed, so get your comments in now on what's the final podcast of the regular season. I always try and think of a Flickcroft-esque quote to end on, and there's none more apps than this ahead of Saturday. If you fall down seven times... Make sure you stand up eight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of Mansfield Town, it's time to stand up. It's important that we think forward, we plan forward and plan for a massive football game. And you can't hide from it, it's impossible. It's a huge game, it's got huge significance. Certainly the squad did, but we all come, become very fans on Tuesday night. Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans and by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters, and as the rain starts to pour and smash against the window outside, 
it just adds to the tension and adds to the drama as the entirety of the season and Mansfield's hopes for the future come down to one game. It's that big. We've dragged somebody back away from the world of parenthood to come and join <laughs> us on the Mansfield Matters podcast once again. That man being Simon Mercer. Alongside me, Craig Priest, is also Cam Felton and Nathan Edge. The wise eyed amongst you and those who have been watching regularly will notice we've changed things around a little bit. That's to fit Simon in, but also because of Hell. superstition. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean I it. Put <laughs> Especially the, the women that carry baby weight. What's, what's going on? Whoa. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so we've changed things around a little bit, so it's, it all looks a bit different. We are literally trying absolutely anything to get over the line um, and get ourselves into League One. Let's start, Si, by looking back at the weekend. And Do we have to? I know, and <laughs> by simply saying... That there's no truer statement than there's an easy way, a hard way, and a Mansfield town way because everything was going for us. And then Mansfield, at the last, last second, decided that they didn't want to do it the easy way, did they? Do they ever? Never. Really? No. Ever. Like they said, it got it could have been 50 points clear in January, but it had all come down to this last game. But it don't seem to me as though they wanted it on Saturday. Did the pressure get to them a little bit? Was the pressure a little bit too much? They, they had the chance to seal it, to do it Saturday, or at least kind of go to MK Dons, like, you know, not needing a win or anything, or anything like that. But, like, I think David said in his interview that I listened to after the game, they've had the chance to do it and they've blown it, so... Can I know. disagree with him already? Yeah, why not? It's right. been a while, so let's, let's get, get, let's get, get ah. stuck in. Uh, no, I, I disagree with you saying that they didn't want it. I don't think it's that. I think it's... Because I think they went for it, especially uh, Flickcroft anyway, he made the attacking-minded subs. I think it's just... I think it's pressure. I think that's what the... For some reason, we could just not keep hold of that football, even even the players that you trust to do it. Pierce, I don't think he found a yellow shirt once. He's defensive, defensively solid, but gave away a ball, gave away the ball a million times, and it's the same for probably every other player on the pitch. So, I don't think it was the fact that we didn't want it or we wasn't trying. I think the effort was there, but composure, there was just none of it. It was a very frustrating afternoon. Let's go to some of the comments already flooding in. Get involved with the show for the fans, by the fans, for the final time uh, of the regular season. We'll, of course, have at least one more episode, which we hope will be the end of the season uh, review show. If not, it will be the, play- the look ahead to the playoffs. Let's hope it's the former. Uh, let's uh, go through some of these comments then. Uh, evening, lads. La- for the last one, hope so. Uh, evening, lads. A weird feeling going into Saturday. An amazing, nervous, exciting feeling. We can do this, says Callum. Kurt says getting you stag we are going up uh, Laura says I've also done a superstition we either go up or I win £11 I'd rather have us go up uh, and Callum's replied to that saying if it was £100 I'd still take us going up if it was a million I'd take the million no I'd take us go- I'd take us going up of course I would um, I wouldn't invest a bit into the club together the next season like. Mark's, Mark Rickers says uh, good to see the crew back together welcome back Simon uh, and Kurt says who, so who has to swap tickets on Saturday we'll come to that oh, a little no, bit later confusing. on as MK Dons in my opinion uh, start to play a little bit of mind games but we'll come to that a little bit later on let's go back though to uh, the week just gone Cam and Fortunately, things have balanced themselves out a little bit because Tuesday night's result, Berry's draw, obviously has got them promoted by virtue of the fact that we play MK on Saturday, but that was a massive, massive let-off and favour for us, wasn't it? Because had they lost that game, 
the permutations were through the roof. Yeah, and don't you think over the the course of the season, this is now a bit of luck going Mansfield Town's way? So the amount of situations we've been in, and we've not got the rub no, of the green. We could have wrapped it up months ago, games ago. <laughs> but we've we've had we've been on the wrong end of some decisions this season. Obviously, refereeing mistakes and things like that, which we've seen many apologies for this season. Is it about time that we saw the luck go our way? It, it started off, didn't it, Nath, when obviously Tranmere went a goal up and we were all sort of probably sat around thinking, this oh, is not going to be our night, <laughs> we're going to have to watch out for those teams below us. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the things where we after Saturday we realised that we, we really missed a massive opportunity with, with MK Dons losing. That was our chance to really pretty much secure our promotion bar a disaster which probably wasn't going to happen it would have taken something like an 11 goal yes. swing yeah exactly so yeah. they'd have had to be you know, by 5-0 by wouldn't they 5-6-0 like, whatever it was but um, see so you coming away thinking god have we, have we blown it but this has just given us that a little bit of more a little bit more of a push and a little bit more sort of uh, I think confidence is around but a bit of encouragement and a bit of hope that we can still go and finish the job it's not all over We've got ourselves into the right position, though, Si, and I, I guess, you know, we, as football fans, we get so wrapped up, don't we, in the emotion and, and the permutations in a single game. But I think if you look in comparison to where we were last year, we went into the final day of last season needing a miracle to scratch yeah, a playoff. Like two place. teams to we lose. Needed, we needed to win and then we needed two teams to, to lose or yeah. draw or something. So that progression from there is massive and I think if we were going into this game against MK Dons on Saturday with last season's squad and the way that dressing room were I'd just be like I'd be resigned to the playoffs but I think I'd be resigned to League 2 again yeah because it's such a the, what I'm trying to get at is such a vast comparison I know we get swept up in the emotion of losing Saturday and missing chances here and there older than yeah. another one but it, we're so much better and the boys I think will galvanise that but, and harness that but the thing is, is is when you look back it's like we were at home to Stevenage yeah they got chance they've got chance to get into the playoffs but we've got chance for automatic promotion and for them to kind of play like they did I know you say that they were playing under a bit of pressure but that that for me I don't know about you boys but playing under that pressure would want me to kind of go out there and, and smash it sort uh, but, of thing I think the difference is, is it's form as well at this point of the season uh, and this applies to both teams on Saturday which is probably a good thing but if we go back to Saturday against uh, Stevenage they were probably were they third in the in the form table. Yeah, they were even third, higher yeah. now, aren't they? Yeah. So you know the fact that they they were a real bounce. Yeah, they hadn't game. lost away in I think it was six or, or five, and that made it six uh, away from home. And I think there was on a real winning, winning streak. So it was always going to be a massive banana skin, and unfortunately, you know, we stepped on it and slipped. Great time. I think sometimes as well. I don't. Again, I don't know whether you boys disagree. I think sometimes. Some of the play, some of the players. I'm not saying all of the players. Some of the players think they can just turn up, and we're just gonna win. And they're not. Sometimes they're not willing to put that hard work in. Sometimes to get that win. I think it comes down to characters a little bit as well. I think we we perhaps. I know Flickcroft today has sort of spoken about his team selection on Saturday and sort of held his hands up for 
you know, maybe getting one or two things wrong. But I, I felt when I saw Willem Tomlinson in the lineup, I, I, I felt whilst he's a good player and can affect things for us, I felt that was a very defensive move. Uh, I think we. We were almost a little bit like we expected too much pressure from Stevenage and we were hesitant for a while to go and attack. I've, I've noticed that, me personally, I've noticed that we seem to let the opposition play for like the first 20 minutes and we try and work the opposition out before we start to make our move and what what we do going forward. I, I, to be honest, I... I... Again, disagree. I, no, 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 I, I agree with that. No, definitely agree with that. But I was just going to say about the whole. Well, you Will agree and, that you disagree. Both. Uh, <laughs> with, with the whole Will and Tomlinson, I, I can't can't backtrack. Cause I even said it. I, I think I said a messenger uh, sent, sent to our group chat. I said I hundred percent agree with the team lineup. Yeah, and I still stand by it. And and actually, I know Flipcroft has come out in his interviews and took some responsibility for the change he makes. But I still. I don't blame him because I I think we did what we needed to do and go went for the win and unfortunately, just the, the nature of football was up against a very good Stevenage side who, who hit us when when we're pushing like that, who hit us on the break and, and got the goal and at the end of the day, the difference between a draw and a loss doesn't make much difference to us and what a win would have made a massive difference so I think he did right going for it I don't I don't Seems blame him. Like you get. You get into the situation we were in, and both their goals came from the fact that we just didn't either deal with it defensively or couldn't off. clear it. It's like, would you say that's maybe a bit of a confidence issue? Because it's obviously like we've been absolutely solid at the back, but obviously, other than Pierce, everyone else is still relatively new to their footballing career. Do you think well, it's because even, the pressure's getting to them? I can tell you where the issue is. Well, in my, my opinion, I think it's further up the field which is costing us defensively because we're losing midfield battles now and the biggest problem we've got which is something that when we went on this massive run we kept the ball we kept it we passed it and the opposition can't hurt you when you got the ball whereas at the moment especially Saturday for, uh, which is a prime example we just seem to give it away so much and is that the pressure are we, are we struggling to deal with it and are we not you know a, a couple of uh, interviews ago David Flickcross spoke about Calmness on the ball and taking care of it, mm. and, and not sort of getting overcome by the pressure. But at the moment, I don't think we're dealing with that. I'm going to throw another thing into the mix. It's an excellent point which has been raised by James Roberts in the comments. If you still want to leave a comment down below, is the place to be. If you listen to the audio version of this, come and join us for one final time. Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll tell you when at the end of the show. Uh, he says, "I did think the wind affected the game massively, and I know there was the same for both sides. But I thought we were chasing it more than them, and they caught us out both times for both goals. I do think we looked thin up top." when we crossed it or when we attacked it seems that like there wasn't too many options uh, up top what do you make of that one obviously we did say last week there was a storm coming and it was a very horrible and, and stormy day and I just think for, for whatever reason we were sort of playing into that towards the end of the game and the fact that it didn't seem to be dropping for us added to the tired legs and tired mentality and I think it, it was just like a black cloud and a, an extra weight which was on on the shoulders and on the legs. Well, definitely, you think a lot of our play this season is just getting it up from the back into the midfield, getting it up the wings and playing into the box. And it's just something we couldn't do because the ball was just holding up in the wind. It was like you watch the goalkeeper's kicks and it was going to halfway line and going back halfway. Let's so, but surely as a, as a footballer, you, you'll know that. 
So why just not play it out front back then? Problem is, Stephen Hitch, especially first half, I think we they they would start pushing up because they knew that if we did that, if we start playing out from the back, they can press us high and you leave yourself susceptible. I think it was quite evident it was a problem for both teams, but the difference is they somehow second half used it to their advantage, you know, and 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 we was dominant for a lot of the second half by using that wing behind us like they were in the first half but they found a way to get two goals from it in the second half so. let me go through some of the, the comments because they're coming in thick and uh, fast and I don't want to lose them and uh, miss out on them Kevin Baton says uh, we could do with a performance like that uh, at Exeter uh, on come Saturday we certainly could uh, Laura says I have a strange feeling uh, 98% feel that we can get a draw a draw would of course be enough uh, Leon says how scandalous is the seating plan changed as I mean to be fair we're trying absolutely everything to get no I think he means the one at MK Dons and not ours um, <laughs> Laura says I think start Macca on Saturday he's got the passion uh, Roger says Grant Grant had a great chance to pass to Danny but had a feeble shot just a little more composure was needed interesting one that one again my boys could eat it harder than that I suppose there's been a couple of chances where Danny could have pulled the trigger instead of trying to play a clever back heel yeah. I, I think that's it I think but the composure it... is a key word there not just Grant I mean he's been useless anyway but apart from that there's a lot of other players that didn't have that didn't have but did he have a shot from somebody behind him is that why Danny didn't? Is that why Danny left it? To be honest, I think, I think if we talk about the same one, I think the angle was <coughs> incredibly difficult for him anyway. Yeah, so I, agree. I don't blame. We've seen Danny him score harder chances though, so we've seen him miss easy ones as well. So. Especially this season. <laughs> <laughs> Be safe, pass the ball. Uh, Mark uh, Homeshaw says, "I hope we go up, but can't stop thinking we've had too many draws, and it's going to bite us on the bum." To be honest, the draw factor that is playing a big thing now because if you look if you look back at some of those draws, especially early in the season, the ones where we should have turned them into wins, it is a fact. Mansfield Town at this point would be a League One team. Yeah, throwing yeah. it away at last minute at Bury and Cambridge, Macclesfield, Colchester at home, Colchester at home. There are so many on that list. Oh, the things I do. Them. The things I do. The things you do for a draw now. Yeah, well, if one of those draws was a win, it'd be entirely different. You've probably got MK MK Dons fans would say the same. Tranmere, Forest Green. It's all part and parcel of the season, really. But the only team that can confident probably not say but, that and, do, and do you know what whilst we're sitting around this table talking about it it's almost it, well it is it's absolutely irrelevant because the only thing that matters is avoiding defeat it doesn't matter about the 45 games which have gone before because that cannot affect Saturday it's we're, only we're Saturday we're just, which can affect where we are this is going to be something that <laughs> we'll do that next week <laughs> this is going to be something that pretty much everyone agrees with it could be the worst game of football I've ever seen and it's the worst game and it finishes 0-0 I'll be quite happy with that Hundred thousand percent. I just don't. Don't go out and play for that draw because Mansell Town cannot play for a draw. Nobody to save their lives. The fact is, MK Dons have got to come out and come at us because a draw is not good enough for them. They have to win. win. But will Paul Tisdale be thinking? The experienced manager he is in terms of playoffs and stuff. Will he be thinking that? it might not happen and therefore have an eye on the player there's so many permutations because for me and this is the same position for us really if we would do if it was the other way around as it might have been on had obviously Tranmere won on Tuesday if it were me you do not want to be the team that finishes fourth in the playoffs 
because you're going into it having missed out so narrowly and that mindset and that confidence blow will knock you out of the playoffs and that's that's the huge thing and Paul Tisdale will know that and I think if Mansfield can score twice first half that'll be it because he will just think I need to rest legs now because the importance of my team going into the playoffs with a bit of a bounce and a bit of a rest is far more important than trying to come back a two goal difference I agree with that if we're two goals up however Mansfield need to keep that pressure on MK Dons yeah, to get that win yeah. because if they, if they, they drop off an inch MK Dons will pounce on that straight away Absolutely right. and if they get a goal back then the pendulum swings their way even though they're still losing you can even flip that though so are you saying if we're 2-0 down are you expecting Flukoff to take off the best yeah. players and yeah I am because I, you can shoot me down in the comments and argue with me all you like because right. if we're if we're, no because if, <laughs> if we are let's, let's go if we are 2-0 down right if we are 2-0 down after 60-70 minutes I will want us to take off our key players because I want to go into those players with the best chance of winning. I 100% disagree with that. You can disagree all you because want. Because uh, quickly, if you get one goal... Yeah, if you get one goal, fine. Yeah, but if you've already took your best players off... You're I'm not, not going to risk... I'm not going to risk... So you're telling me that, you want to risk... Ridiculous. You're telling me you want to risk Bish or Pierce or CJ picking up an injury in that last 20 minutes yes, if, if we're 2 or 3 If we're 2 or 3 or 3 or and then, mind you, I suppose it don't make any difference. And you take Pierce off, that could make it three 0 Well, fair enough. Why you know, not? So don't, don't affect the good the, the play, point is it? though, if it two for them, okay. What does it matter? Two nil. They have to get three goals, so they have to win. But for that's us, still two goals controversial since twenty seventeen. Correct. Correct. This is Simon's fault. It's come back. Like, can I go to some of the comments? <laughs> I like Craig. They were. But I like Craig. Which is better? They're having words with you. Anyone which one out? Oh dear. Douglas says the ticket information for Saturday is a mess. Just going through the comments. So we'll come to that later on. Callum says this. Uh, there can be all these reasons why we've lost, but ultimately it was just one of those games when they were better than us on the day. Um, James says, with David Flickcroft admitting to that he's going to go to MK with negative tactics, because I hope we don't because we won't get anything. Uh, Roger says, ironically, right. a draw will do, but a win, a win must be the norm. Uh, Leon says one signing in January massively affected us dot 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 Grant uh, <laughs> I think we've, we could, we've all had a, opinions on that one uh, Laura says when we're talking about the weather we don't play well in bad weather I've already checked the weather for Saturday please let us know whether it's going to be sunshiny because that would be nice uh, Roger says I think Macca will definitely start Saturday Jody says will the MK game be shown live in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar no uh, James says the angle was difficult for the Rose chance that's why he left it was sat right behind the net good play uh, by Rose really Callum says I hate to be the one to say it but had we won at County that would have confirmed us at a League One side and seen them down to non-league uh, Roger says Lincoln away was an important draw uh, Leon says 1,800 tickets to change one uh, I can't read that I can't read one one permutation that's, is that what you're trying to say? One per permutation? I don't know. I don't know idea. <laughs> uh, 16 hour, 30 hours. Surely it's a recipe for a toxic atmosphere before kickoff. This is what happens when I try and scroll through them. Uh, 
Douglas says we've had massive injuries this season and we need an early goal to put pressure on them uh, James says if we play for a draw we'll lose correct uh, Leon says I have no doubt that they are doing this to disrupt us but that will only make us stronger uh, Douglas says look at Colchester away when we were 2-0 down at half time we came back and won yeah but we didn't have playoffs the day the, the game after and we had Hayden White and we had Hayden White uh, and um, not for a while after Leon says don't Still be, re- don't be ridiculous agree. we have to play it until the 90th minute everyone of course as much, it's like one of them comments opinion. I don't know who said it and as much as it might be a tactic to disrupt us to read all them. as much as it's a tactic tactic dis- to disrupt us who's teething I've got, I've got <laughs> Craig, Craig syndrome um <laughs> It's not affecting the team. It's the fans that it's Correct. affecting. So yeah. the team's mindset's going to be the same. Correct. So if it is tactics, it's then... Poor tactics. I just think it's poor. Kane Arnold just being as useless, useless it's, as they are at the club because it's stupid, isn't it? Them being the most hated I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, so. it's not like this is the first time the first time of season they were expecting a big crowd. They got 5,400 when Lincoln went earlier this season. So And that game didn't need much of an atmosphere. So they should have known precisely that we were going to bring a lot of crowd. They should have been sold from the beginning. They're just idiots. Do you know what we we sit here, don't we, reflecting on things like that because clubs will try little things like that, and I am frustrated talking about the ticket thing. We might as well cover it because any you know people are talking about it in the comments. Uh, we'll read the full article for you in, in a minute as well, so we can get clarity on that. Um, I'm as frustrated as the next person, but I don't care because I've got a ticket to the game. And that's the thing for me. I'm going to watch the game, I'm going to support my team. You can stick me four that's miles it. away, but I'm there supporting my team. You can try your. I agree that with some people that are saying that it is mind games and things like that because they're moving fans from direct. If you look at the blocks which are affected, it's directly behind that goal. They're moving fans away from that to put them further away from the pitch. It won't affect how loud we sing. It won't affect how passionate we support. And it 100 million percent will not affect the 11... Oh, sorry. Well, there is that. Uh, It will not affect (laughs) the players who are on that pitch who are striving to get Mansfield Town promotion and get one over MK Dons. Because when we do, if we do, fingers crossed when we do your mind games and your stupidity at changing tickets at the last minute and doing things like that won't matter a job because we'll be in League One can yes uh, so this is the what the club have said <laughs> uh, MK Dons informed us this afternoon that Stags have been given a final allocation of 5,300 tickets for the Saturday's match at Stadium MK as a consequence no tickets will be available on the day so uh, if you haven't got a ticket, don't travel. Tickets are on sale until midnight online. If not, they are on sale until 3pm tomorrow, Friday. And after that, then you'll be listening to Radio Nottingham or I follow for the match. Uh, MK have informed us uh, that due to... According to the website, it's about 150 4,848 I thought I read yeah that was earlier but this gave us more obviously since then Um, uh, due to the large away following it's been necessary to reconfigure the seating in the away section to ensure MK Dons to have the best safety for all fans attending the game any Mansfield supporter with a ticket from lower tier row C to double E uh, seats 884 to 911 as well as row C to 
EE seats 916 to 943 we relocated to a new seat in the upper tier away uh, section uh, and issued with a new ticket uh, no other away ticket holders will be affected absolutely fuming if you do need to get a new ticket that is in them areas there will be a ticket pod uh, booth um, next to gate 2 um, and that will be uh, overseen by staff from MK Dons not staff from Mansfield and it's still £22 for adults seniors is £17 under 18s is £7 under 12s go free as with something else that they changed because before it was Stags fans obviously hadn't been told that it was under 12s go free Gate two, aisle thirty-two, row H, seat nine two nine. Guess who's got to move to the upper tier, and guess who's going to be further away from the action. Guess nah. who's going to be in a queue for about two hours because yeah. we have one booth open. With guess a who's, guess who's definitely one hundred percent kicking off at a poor member of the MK Don staff. <laughs> That's going to be me. Who had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, well, tr- doesn't matter. They work for the club. They're going to get the brunt of it. So yeah, so not only obviously they've changed the away following, but if you have got an under twelve ticket that you did Every pay time for, you get to that booth though, Craig. <laughs> They probably had it like 999 times. Oh, they can have it a thousand because <laughs> the thousandth one. But yeah, can. so tickets are on sale online until midnight tonight. Uh, from the club, they're on sale until whenever we sell out, or 3 p.m. tomorrow. If you have already bought another 12 ticket, then you can go back to the club and get your refund for that until 3pm tomorrow which is when the ticket office shuts we've just started a live poll on the live feed if you're watching along with that and it's a simple question after Saturday at MK where will the Stags be League 1 League 2 soon to be League 1 or it's all over will be in League 2 and I'm going to be absolutely devastated if anybody selects uh, that uh, lower offer Nathan where are you putting <laughs> your money you? you're <laughs> sat in the NC I'm going to go around oh. Where are you putting your money? League one. Sai? Oh, where am I putting my money? Sai's trying to vote. <laughs> You've got to go for League one, otherwise there's no point in... Yeah. Correct. Correct. 100%. Uh, get your votes in uh, for that, and we'll uh, reveal uh, how you but guys have voted. But it be controversial and say if we do drop into the playoffs, we will be League two next season. Well, there is that. <laughs> I didn't put that option on there, but there you go. I was trying to think positive. Uh, Roger says, I was lucky enough to get a latest ticket in the upper... Uh, my worry is obviously you know once you get the tickets what if because it's me and my dad that's got tickets so what if they give me a ticket and then his ticket is not next to me and they say you've got to sit in your allocated seats where at the moment they are I'll, that's that's a worry for me because tell them to do one and sit where you like exactly well, I probably will probably end up like yeah, yeah, yeah probably or you've got right. somebody else's ticket so that's the yeah. thing they're not going to employ <laughs> enough staff no, theoretically and you're going to try and control nearly five and a half thousand Stags fans not going to happen they really can't even Look. organise selling the tickets so God knows what it's going to be like on the day so. correct <laughs> uh, James says we just need to go there and play our game and go there like we'd go to any other away game and go there to win and if we take the lead try and get a second it's messed us up this season by not killing games off when we're in front um, and he also says they must have known all along that they was going to do this in relation to the tickets um, Callum says I generally have no idea if I'm in lower or upper absolute farce um, it's absolutely it's absolutely a farce it really really is well it's been one of those weeks hasn't it where things have sort of gone wrong and things have then gone right for us on Tuesday and midweek 
Is it easier, Nath, following the midweek results? Has that alleviated a little bit of pressure, or did it not matter, in your opinion? Um, a little bit, but not much, because we still need to go there and and not lose. So it just makes it a little bit easier that was it if we drew obviously if Tramia won then they could go there was a lot of different permutations wasn't there so at least we know exactly now what we need to go and do there's no if buts and maybes we've just got to win or draw and that's it we're not waiting any other results because knowing our luck it would have been it would have turned out to be one of them games where we get delayed about or, or what they get delayed about 10 minutes we've done our job to draw but then Tramia still playing for 10 minutes yeah you ain't got to worry about that sort of stuff now it's just, it's simple yeah, go there draw or win them. and that's it so yeah, because the the thing was as well. If if Tranmere had, had won, we would have a draw would have been enough, but they would have had to lost lose their game. Yeah, because goal difference would have come into play. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go into Saturday. The pressure's already high, sky as it is. I didn't want to go into Saturday, so I having to look over our shoulder and rely on other teams no. because that's not. To be fair, as a whole of a season, that's not what we really deserve. No, it's not really. But if it had come down to that, it would have come down to that. There's no, there's no other way around it, you know. But luckily, you know, Bury got the draw, takes them out of the equation, and now we, you know, it's it's between oh. it's between us and MK Dons. I'll tell you what, the massive there's no other. Is. There's there's one massive slice of luck, and that well, luck or one thing that we should be even more grateful, I think, more so than Bury, and that's uh, Crew Alexander. For getting those two late goals against Forest Green because they very nearly yeah. have been a massive shout of it. That's yeah. been them two late goals have been a massive, massive help for us on this last day. Without a doubt. Let's just hope that the Stags can uh, do the same. Well, let's look ahead to preparations for this weekend's game. Keep your comments uh, coming in and keep voting as well on the live poll. This week, the Stags have relocated once more for what is now their. Th- Third, fourth training base this season. If there tomorrow, I'll see them. Well, well, that's it. Um, in terms of last couple of weeks, they've trained at Loughborough. Obviously, not done quite as well this week because MK Dons is a big pitch and a smoother sort of surface. The Stags have wanted to train on something similar. They can't train on the pitch at the One Core Stadium, and they can't train on the training pitch at the One Core Stadium because somebody's whacked a massive marquee on it. And the RH Academy, obviously the grass pitchers aren't ready and they want to train on grass and not AstroTurf. Which means this week, Nath, they've been to St George's Park. You know perhaps more than any of us in this room what that facility is like. So give fellow listeners, fellow viewers an idea of what the facilities are like down there and why it could be a benefit for David Flickcroft to galvanise his troops at a solidified venue. (laughs) In full. I can confidently say... It's either the best or one of the best facilities in in the country. Um, so, as in training on pitch wise and things like that, they especially around here they're not going to get anywhere better. So, there can certainly be no excuses for preparation. You know, in his interview he mentioned about not just the pitch but the whole the food that's available there, the other facilities that you know. Literally, again, credit we gave credit to. John and Carolyn for giving the go-ahead and the green light for, for Loughborough, but this is taking up a notch. So, um, you know, massive credit to them. And uh, one thing it does mean that the players can't... You, well, they can't have many excuses because they've been given every sort of bit of support they can possibly get to get them 
ready for this game. Well, let's hear from the manager and hear what he's had to say this week. Let's catch up uh, with the thoughts of Stags boss David Flickcroft, reflecting on why the Stags have chosen to train at the home of England's training ground and development ground and development centre and blind football pitch and futsal arena and basically an all-round great facility at St George's Park. He's standing pitch side and reflecting on why the Stags are training there ahead of a do-or-die game. Milton Keynes when Saturday comes the biggest one was was the pitch size really you know MK Dons is a big pitch I wanted the players to get used to that this week I wanted the players to, to understand that uh, it's a phenomenal pitch and, and a phenomenal stadium you know so it was a, it was a case of um, coming here to acclimatise to that the pitch size to get the coaching work in to get our geography right on the pitch and um, but then the other factor to come to St George's is just the inspiration, the motivation. I've been here a lot on, on certain courses and, and working with professionals and watching England teams uh, prepare for, for big games. And um, it's always inspired me. It's a place that I've brought my kids to to show them. Um, and, and, you know, as England get more se- successful, it'll become a place that, you know, will this will be the, the working uh, preparation hub you know, for England teams to win World Cup glory. So I get inspired by it. Um, our players Tuesday certainly have the details, the changing rooms, the, um, the the food, the preparation, the recovery strategies afterwards. It's all there. And um, I think the biggest problem with Tuesday was sort of getting them off the pitch, you know, and uh, that that was the biggest sort of issue uh, because they just want to stay on it, you know, and... Um, We've been we've been looked after really well at St George's, and um, I just felt it was the right preparation. Spoke to um, you know the chairman Caroline about it after the weekend, and um, you know again I've had that support and uh, to prepare the team right and prepare the team in the best possible way, and, and uh, that was a big factor. Monday was a day of um, of flushing uh, the Stevenage result out, but. You know, I, I took full responsibility for that. I told the players, you know, that we're chasing the game. Absolutely felt at one all that that the stadium got behind it. Uh, our bench got behind it. It was I could feel that second goal coming. We chased it. We chased it down, but it never come. You know, and it left us exposed, and and uh, we got done on the sucker punch. You know, so we I spoke about that. I I absorbed uh, all responsibility for that, which allows us then to move on to this week and. And what a brilliant week to look forward to. I told him after the game, you know, it's important that we think forward, we plan forward and and um, and we and we plan for, for a massive football game. And you can't hide from it, you know. It's it's impossible. It's it's a huge game, it's got huge significance and um, and I think Certainly, the squad did, but we all come become Bury fans on on Tuesday night, you know. And uh, I put my Bury head back on and, and wanted and wished them to to and every credit to them, you know, for getting over the line and Ryan Lowe in, in in at the end of the season, difficult circumstances off the field. Delighted for for Bury to get over the line, and uh, you know, it, it's it's now on to us and 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 about us um, having to go there with a game plan and um, and making that game plan successful. We've come here and we've been able to. Um, you know, soak up this, this 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 different training facility. We look at our processes. We look at our 
key performance indicators and what we've been good at this season. Uh, you know, whether that's the set pieces, the style of play, um, our intensity, look at all the stats, you know, and we've got to make sure that all of them are evident on Saturday and all of them have been evident this week. Not just when we've won, when we've had good running performances and good work performances. Um, there's been a trend during the week of, of what numbers and what stats we've had to hit. Um, so we've been looking at them and um, and just making sure that even though we've moved to a different training side, that you know our stats are good and our stats are consistent with what we've done all season because um, you know it, it's been a phenomenal season for this group of players and whether they're getting in team of the year or whether they're getting in the PFA or the EFL team of the year, you know we've the, the boys have had that that recognition and credibility, uh, but they've had that credibility for doing the jobs. And, and taking responsibility on a football pitch and that's certainly going to have to be evident um, on Saturday. David Flitcroft speaking earlier from St George's Park as the Stags train there ahead of Saturday's huge game at Milton Keynes Dons. You can watch that in full uh, later on today or tomorrow on uh, I Follow Stags. Get yourself on there to watch that. Let's talk about training and preparation for the game. There'll be no room for excuses Anyway, Saturday, whether they trained on uh, Bellamy Road Park or whether they trained at St George's Park, can to be fair. But in terms of giving David Flitcroft and the players the best tools to go and develop and prepare one final time for what is a mammoth, mammoth game, you have to give credit once again to John and Carolyn Radford because being able to train on a similar pitch, similar size, similar surface that's going to be massive because we've seen the effect of training on different pitches and different surfaces this season we cannot afford for that at this point oh definitely and you think if you look back at this season we've played good football on good pitches and uh, just thinking back probably one of our best performances all season is probably Colchester away and that's by far one of the best pitches in this Division. That's very similar to MK as well, isn't it? Yeah, very, very wide, very open. So we don't want to. You can't over prepare it. You can't run the players' legs off. And I think Dave saying that they've hit certain stats is good because they're not having to work too hard to get to where the players need to be and getting it tactics right. And there's so many different things that you have to think about. It's not just going out and kicking the ball it's but picking the right players for the right pitch and playing the right tempo of football there's, there's only so much tactics and so much training you can do as soon as they cross that white line on Saturday that's it oh yeah all, all that's got to come come good for us otherwise the last five days has just been a waste of time at St George's Park for me that is I agree I think it, you can. You've obviously got to put the, the hours in. You've got to put the preparation, and you've got to give it your absolute everything to in towards a game like this. But you can't train and you can't prepare for the nervousness, for the nerves. You can't prepare yeah. for the for, for how it, much tense, for how tense it's going to be. You cannot I train mean, for that. They, I mean, training, training's all well and good. But you're not going to have, I don't know how many NK Don fans are turning up, but just for example, there's four and a half thousand of ours, there might be six of them, so there's going to be like a crowd of 10,000. They've got to play in front of a 10,000 crowd. You know, they're not, they're not prepared for that, if you get me. They, they're just training and 
you know, concentrating on what their job should be on that pitch. But obviously, feelings and emotions are all going to come out when they're in front of all them all them fans. So I think it's it probably end up being more than that. So I know it, you know, it were about fifteen thousand for Lincoln MK Dons. Yeah. So I won't be surprised if it's pushing twenty on Saturday. Huge game, huge stadium, huge crowd. If you're putting yourself in the players' shoes, Nath, and you get the the nod and, and you sort of say the management say to you this week we're training at St George's Park does that help or hinder your preparation having to get used to a new facility or are you happy because it's it, it's a little bit isolated and you can just concentrate on the work and the job in hand rather than being at the, the ground and sort of you know seeing the same walls and seeing the same people and having to have the conversations with you know the public saying we need to win we need to win we need yeah. to do this we need to do that you're a player where would you rather be um i think uh, it's i think it's a good thing to do that you know i think it's getting the squad together uh you know they're not just you know just coming to the to the ground or the training pitching doing training and, and heading off they'll be I'd, I'd imagine they'll be spending sort of a full day there and really sort of coming together as a team um so you've got that aspect obviously we've already spoke about the the actual facilities that are available there which i think for players like Bish and, and things like that. I know, I know myself when I've been training and, you know, in, in blind football, there's a, a massive difference to the surface you play on. And it's no different for players like him who, you know, probably looks a bit heavy on the leg, has played so many minutes this season and, you know, at his age, it's, it's going to take its toll. So playing on the perfect uh, training pitches like that is going to help him and the other players for the recovery and, and things like that. So I think it's massive. But like I said, the most important thing is that probably the psychological aspect of everyone being together everyone hopefully being sort of not full in game mode but in sort of the assessing of the game mode so they can totally focus and what I do hope they've done and I hope they've spent a lot of time working on the psychological aspect of it because then if you remember but just before the Exeter game they had a, that session didn't they where they went in and all aired their, th- their thoughts and got everything off their, off their shoulder sort of thing and really got it out in the air and we went and, and played like we did at Exeter that, so. is abs- that is absolutely huge I mean do you know what and I'll come into this a little bit more later on I know we speak on this podcast regularly about players not performing or players not doing this and doing that I don't want to see any of that on Saturday because that side of the game we don't need because it's a one off it's a, it's a, it's a one game Shootout in- we need, inevitably. We need to play as though it's our playoff final. Correct. It's the it's the cup final. It's the biggest game ever, and we can't have play. We can't have people going. Oh, such and such is rubbish. Such and such is this. We just need them to be pick them up and be that extra because yeah. it's been a long hard season for us as fans. But it's been a long hard season for those as players as well. They will hurt as as much as us that we've not got over the line yet. They will know the pressure that's on their shoulders. Don't add to it by screaming abuse or going on Twitter and write an article. The biggest one for me is 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 this one this week. And a few people have accused me of writing this, and I haven't. And I'm got to say it because I haven't wrote it. And that's not what I'd do at this stage of the season. If I did, I'd post it on our website and not somewhere else. Uh, but there's an article this week which somebody's written about George Grant which we've all got our opinions on him we sort of tongue-in-cheek mentioned it earlier in the show and it's titled why george grant has failed at mansfield town this season i've read that i've not read it i've read it i read the title and thought 
it's a good debate to be to have, but it's the wrong time to have it because he's on Twitter, he's on social media. He'll read it, and it can go one or two ways. He'll either read it, pin it up in the dressing room, and prove him wrong, or it'll get to him. And I don't need we don't need that as a collective as a dressing room. For me, I don't know about you, but if you were if you were a young player, you've you've just watched just this week you've just watched the team you were on loan at six months ago when you were enjoying your football get promoted to the championship you're now at Mansfield in League 2 having screwed up so many chances to get promotion it's gone down to the final day and somebody's sending you a, a message on Twitter or somebody's sending you an article saying that you have failed at Mansfield Town how are you feeling in that situation? Well for a start you'd probably tell them to do one because in theory, he's not failed. The season's not done yet. You can not, only. Uh, he's not pulled up many trees, though, has he? No, Let's he hasn't. It. But in the games where he has made that difference, it's been. It's like um, Tranmere at home. Yeah, they got they got a man sent off, but it was still still a, a tough game, and it weren't easy for us George, at all. George Grant is a very, very, very good player. He's just got this chip on his shoulder and I think he thinks that he is too good for League 2 football and and tries all these fancy flicks and it doesn't work in League 2 football. When he first came against when we played Crawley, all he did, he, he was making himself available in space, playing that little ball, intricate ball and things like that. And he, he looked brilliant. And then we all jumped on bandwagon and said this is with a missing piece to our, you know, to our promotion push, and this and other. And then it, it got to his head. And then all of a sudden he's trying these back heels. He's trying fancy flicks. He's trying to run through too many players. And I, I just wish he'd go back to the basics of just making himself available and playing that pass and not look for Tyler Otwile. And I agree I agree with everything that's been said, but the point that I'm trying to make is it's the wrong time to have yeah. the debate. And, and Absolutely the wrong time to have the debate. When, when you look at his personnel as well, his, his character, you say there, is he going to be the one that's going to pin up in the dressing room and think I'm going to go and prove them wrong? Or is it going to have a, a an opposite effect? And I think it's going to be one of them where it's probably going to knock his confidence and he's probably going to be one of them he's too, he's too proud of himself to sort of think oh, no, I'm going to prove them wrong so at the end of the day he's not our player he's a Forest player um, you know, yeah because it, what happens to Mansfield on Saturday does not affect George Grant no exactly it so, doesn't affect Tyler Walker it doesn't affect Nicky Jose I know he's not playing it doesn't affect Jordan Smith it doesn't affect Gethin James because they are not Mansfield yeah. players if they wrote that they about, go back to their clubs after Saturday yeah, or whatever if, if they wrote that about say Danny Rose for example now I still say it was a bad. It wouldn't be a good thing to do. That would be a ridiculous thing at this point of the season. But you would probably say he's more likely to react to it and come and prove, prove the doubt was wrong. Whereas I don't think George Grant is that sort of player. Anyway, he's not that sort of person. Not player, but personality. I don't think he'd be like that. And I also think the fact that he's on loan is also not good. Because he would think I'm gone after you know in a couple of weeks. What, what do I matter? care? Yeah. What do I? Why do I? Why should I bother? And you could say that's wrong with him. Yeah. As a man for Townsbox, we want everyone to be fully committed. But at the end of the day, if he's being slagged off by the, the team he's on loan at, he's not going to care. You and know, whoever, he's not going to care. Let me put it this way, and this goes to you at home in the audience as well. How many of us in this room have been in a situation at work where something's not quite gone our way, or we know that we, we're leaving, or we know that we're not going to get a certain thing, and then more has been asked of us how many of us have just gone 
well I'm not going to do that for this person because they're not doing this for me how many of us have said that and I can tell you by the looks on every single one of his faces we don't need to answer the question and you at home don't need to answer the question because it's every single bloody one of us but what we what you, would happen is your teammates around you might pull you together and say come on let, let's get it and let's achieve something hopefully that's what happens but please for the sake of you know our sanity and the sake of our unity on Saturday all these social media discussions all these social media posts these blogs these whatever which directly criticise a player or directly affect a player all these conversations stop it stop yeah. it yeah, just stop it everybody's entitled to their opinion they are yeah, for one game just stop it, it and just go I support you it's a bit like that article if they really want to get it get get something off their shoulder or whatever get off their chest and, and, and talk about it why don't you say something like I think Grant can possibly turn it around for the last game you know rather than saying he's failed already you could you could in a way put it across as saying it's not it's not worked out for him but you believe in his ability to turn it around that's the way you spin it throw this into the mix if we're losing 1-0 on Saturday and George Grant pops up in the 95th minute he's a hero he's a hero absolutely absolutely (laughs) no he's not absolutely football is is a it's game. a very I'm not, game. I'm not defending Grant and the player. Is, you know, I don't think he's been good it, enough. Don't, but, but don't you all agree it? that he could have done a hell of a lot better for us than what he has well, so done? Could oh, yeah. Jose, yeah. So, so could Jose. So could Jose. So could Jones. So could Elgin when he was here. So could. So could Danny Rose. Yeah. So could Danny Rose. So could any single one of them. And that's 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 the thing. Uh, comments coming in. I want to get to them before I, they disappear out of my feed. Stephen says, "Guys, I get what you mean about it doesn't affect the lone players, but I don't agree. They will all get a promotion medal, promotion on their CV. Tyler has been here since day one. He's fired us up the league. I think it's harsh on them. I stood next to those players Saturday coming off the pitch. They looked like somebody had died, including Grant and the rest of the lone players. They're part of this. Uh, agree with that. James says he needs." to keep it simple a through ball sooner sooner rather than a back heel or a flick um, also go to the some other comments which have been coming in uh, Peter says why aren't you at home looking after the twins they're not really uh, he says both sets of players will be nervous it's how you manage and channel that each player will be feeling that and hopefully for once the large following will galvanise our team into getting that all so precious point Michael says let's us, let's us believe in the force of the May the 4th uh, be with us to win on Saturday with 5,000 fans behind the boys uh, Roger says I'm fit for the game rang six miles today um, interesting point about substitutions we'll come to that a little bit later on Callum says this is probably the biggest crowd most of the players have played in front of they either thrive under it or hide away they've got to thrive um, keep your comments coming in on that well talking of the players who are going to be directly involved with the game and uh, we spoke about how they're handling preparations for that let's hear from one of them let's hear from Jacob Mellis who spoke to the media early today blink and you'll miss it we've been striving since since the, um, the first day in pre-season uh, Portugal we've been driving it um, and now it's come down to the last game yeah it's excitement they've got a big pitch so we're training on this pitch um, to, to get used to the, the, the size of the pitches so it's good for us and good good surface, so we're getting a preparation in well. I know um, my missy said to me, uh, you know, uh, 
she she's more nervous than me because she can't do anything about it, you know. And that's a good thing about um, we can we can affect it. All the people on on the pitch, so we, uh, we we're the ones who can affect it. So for the fans and and all you guys, you're probably going to be more nervous than us. But now we're looking forward to it. You, you think that you're going to get promoted all the time, or you're going to be in and around it, and it, it doesn't. We've got a good squad of players here um, now, and uh, this has to be the season, yeah. Stags midfielder Jacob Mellis there speaking to iFollow Stags early today. You can watch that in full later on today at mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. It's getting towards the time where we do need to look ahead for Saturday, but I want to come to one comment on here before uh, we do that. We were just talking a little bit uh, then off camera about, you know, formations and who we'd play, that sort of thing. We'll come to that in a minute. Uh, But I want to come to a comment from Roger because we were talking earlier about who can affect what and when things can be affected and he says David Flickcroft can affect the game with substitutions and motivations players cross that line it's over to them well let's talk substitutions this year because I don't know what you guys think uh, of it but for me it's the one part of David Flickcroft's management which frustrates the absolute hell out of me when we've got three substitutions to use and only use two most of the time and some of his substitutions at times are a bit you sit there and go why at Oldham we watched it on telly and it was like why Sweeney you know what 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 you know had he got an injury you know why because he he was probably one of the best players on the pitch for us that day Um, Gatton tried to kill him and he still didn't go off exactly correct yeah you know, it, it sometimes I, I get where he's coming from that he needs to take a defender off and go for a uh, go for a striker. I get that, but like you know, Kansas said, Gethin tried to kill himself, so why not take him off? Last thing, it's like on Saturday. If it had gone with, if at one one it had gone and stuck an extra defender on and said, right, a point's enough. We'll take it to the final weekend and we'll do it there and then. We'd all be sat here criticising, saying, why are we doing that? Negative change. We've got the wind of the sails, why not go for it? And he did. And now we're all sat around thinking... Or why didn't? Why has he done that? I'm not though. No, I, 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 I mean, like, if we what he did. Yeah, like if he uh, was well, sat yeah. around. He says no. I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with it. It's just the players that he takes off. I think he should have done, done it earlier. There was than when he did. There was other players on the pitch on Saturday that you know he could have took off. I'd, he personally, I'd have yeah. took Mellis off. Yeah. You know, I'd have took Bish off. And I know everybody loves Bish, but he looked knackered, bless him. He looked absolutely done in. Arguably his worst game in a month. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, you take them. I understand why he took Will off, because he had a, you know, he got a yellow card. Yeah. And and I think one of the challenges after that, he went in a little bit reckless. Yeah, he lost his head. After that, and then he got a talking to front referee, and then it was like... Um, David were like we need to get him off because if, if we don't bring him off he's going to get sent off which I fully understand that but there's other players on that pitch that I would have took off before he took Mal off and before he took Jones off let's talk about the biggest conundrum and the biggest headache of all not the entirety of the starting lineup. there's one person in the starting lineup who will be on the team sheet but where do you put him? That man, CJ Hamilton. Nathan, let's have a vote. Where are you playing CJ? I can't believe I'm going to say this because I've been saying the absolute opposite the whole season, but I would stick him right wing back. Sai? Uh, right wing. Right wing or right wing back? Right wing. Right wing. Up front. Up front. <laughs> Three varying 
options. Well, you're sticking them in goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Not um, the Logan's display. No, I am going <laughs> to... The thing for me is... I know we can't leave ourselves too exposed. I would be genuinely tempted to go for Simon's option of right wing. Not right wing back, right wing. Go 3-4-3 or 3-4-1-2, which we kind of do, but we drop a little bit deeper with the wingers as wing backs. I want to see them as actual out-and-out wingers. I want CJ and Mal, or maybe even CJ on the left and drop Mal and put Macarin on the right. I want to see two pacey wingers getting at the MK fullbacks, using the width of that pitch. <laughs> yeah, alright. You, right, you knew what I meant, alright. <laughs> to be Mac- fair, Macker when you watch him, I was with you, Macker, alright? Two, <laughs> right, two wingers getting at the fullbacks, getting down the line and getting crosses and in the box because when we do that, will be effective. When CJ plays forward as a central forward, he drifts wide anyway, which eliminates one person in the box. Get him wide, get him running, and that will get See, MK this crying. Is, this, Controversial is why I'm, as well. th- this is why I'm sticking CJ up front because you can play a five. 5-2-3 with Bish and Mellis in the mid obviously back five as it always is but then up front you've got one side is Tyler one side CJ up the middle Danny Rose you see I, I would play Danny on Saturday and get them crosses in box right let's go for it Nathan your starting lineup, please well Logan in goal deserving the man of the match well done to him we haven't mentioned him yet but Correct. for all the stick he's been given yes, he's he deserved that man of the match on yeah. it <laughs> I mean the rest despite terrible. the bloke that was sat behind me <laughs> yeah that was him I'll just talk about your dad go on Nate sorry yeah, so back three the usual obviously there's, there's no change in that there's, there's nobody to come in so that's, that's standard uh, left wing back Mal right wing back it's going to be CJ for me only because I don't think Flitcross is going to change the formation. That's that's. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, to be honest, if I if if I looked at the team sheet on Saturday and thought that's a different formation, I actually might be a little bit worried because why change what you've been good at and what you've been doing for the entirety of the season for the last game? It's a risk. It's a huge imagine, risk. Imagine if it does go wrong, then people are automatically going to be like, go into that, even if people want it. 100% they were blaming and saying the players weren't comf- comfortable in those positions Correct. and all that rubbish so stick I think he's going to stick with, with what it. you know anyway we know it, does, it has worked so anyway. Correct. So going to midfield Bish that's a toss up between McDonald and uh, Tomlinson and I like Macker away so I'd probably go with him staff with and then Mellis in front of them with Rose and Walker up top Sai yeah you got Logan I think I'd, I'd go for a back four. Okay, so you would change it. You yeah. would be the risk taker. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know. Okay. Might pay off, might not. Might lose 5 0, but hey ho. It's 5 0, we don't go up! Pierce and Sweeney in the middle with Mal and Jones. Okay. And then in the middle, I would play. Now it's a toss up do you play Bish or Mini Bish? You'd think about Drop dropping Bish. Bish. Yeah. Kick him out. <laughs> what is this? Well, no, everyone's got a baby him. brain. Go yeah, on. no. Mellis just behind the front two with CJ and Macca either side and then Rose and Tyler up front. Have Logan in goal, back five as it always is. Mellis and Bish in the centre and then CJ... 
left or right forward Tyler same again and Danny Rose straight up the middle using their wings where we've been so dangerous and then you've got the ability because both Tyler and CJ like to cut back inside when they get in them positions I'm going for Marriott in goal a back four of uh, Beavers Jones Dempster (laughs) and Taylor a midfield four of Briscoe Murray whoever played alongside Murray and whoever on the left. Oh my god. And <laughs> Anthony Howell. Up, up front, I'm going for Greeny and Reed. Now, uh, my, my lineup of. Rob Duffy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's Chrissy Green Acre? Yeah. Big X. Uh, no, I think, I'm, again, you don't change You don't change what you've. Uh, don't start because I'm not in the mood. Uh, you, you've, you don't change what you have come to know and you've worked on all season for one game. That's just ludicrous. So. Logan in goal, same back three, it has to be. It's the back three. Midfield for me, um, I'm going to start with CJ on the right. I'm going to go with Bish and Maka. I agree with I agree with Nath in terms of Maka away as an influence. We need those influence head. Mal on the, the left. Then I'm going to go for Melis with... Rose and Walker. So you could have just said same as me. Really. Same, well, yeah. But I'm also, I'm also, I would also be tempted, and I know this is going to cause a, another debate, and I wait for Shelley to 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 say it. I am, and I'll tell you for why. He's still uh, playing. Yeah, and well, because I felt for the last four games that we needed him, and if it, I would have him down that right hand side because he's that energy, and that he's got that experience of these games, these type of games in there, there, in there. No, CJ would then be up front with Rose you want behind him and walk with Melis deeper. You need pace. You need you need that pace up top. So you know, CJ and and Tyler up top. Uh, James says when we? you play CJ up front, yeah. he always goes out wide, leaving no target man. So you lose a striker that's again. That's, that's, why, that's why I wanted. The that's why I wanted wide. Great, but yeah. we have been doing so, so many times. We put the ball in, and there's nobody there. So yes, you do want pace, but up front and on the wing I'd say on the wing not necessarily up front I know it's similar but you know what I mean we need players in the middle do you know what and this it brings the, almost the end of the show um, earlier on we asked you guys to vote of where just sort of tongue in cheek really where we'd be after Saturday and 100% of you say League One well let's hope that 100% of you are absolutely right because that's where we we need that's where we need to be we talk about team selection, we talk about tactics, we talk about who we'd play where and when. But it doesn't matter, does it? Of course it doesn't, because what does matter is Mansfield and Mansfield turning up to play and doing what Mansfield do, and that's not throwing a game away, and that's keeping the ball and moving it and just getting us over the line. Because whilst we might have had a bit of a dodgy, inconsistent couple of weeks with the pressure of the Oldham game, unlucky perhaps with the offside goal the late goal against Stevenage they've worked tirelessly from the Portugal training camp all the way through to get here and the transformation between where we are now and where where we were at this time last year is so vast and so different and this is the best Mansfield town side that I've seen for 20 years it's the best Mansfield town side in terms of league football football league it's the best Mansfield Town side in terms of in League Two position-wise that we have been since 2001-2002 when we were dragged up on the final day by Stuart Watkiss into League One. And 
that says to me we've done it before we can do it again we're away from home which makes it a little bit diff difficult our away forms been a little bit dodgy of late but there's something about Flickcroft as a manager which says to me he's had that experience of doing it before staying up with Barnsley on the, the final day promotion with Berry on the final day can he make it a hat-trick of final day things I hope so I really do hope so. This is the last regular podcast of the season. Nathan, once the final whistle is blown on Saturday, hopefully, of course, that will be to the sound of celebrations from 5,000-plus Stags fans, what will your reflections be on this campaign and how much we've grown as a team this season? Forget the permutations, forget the pressure as a whole. Where does this season sit for you as a whole? As a whole, it has to be a massive positive. This is, uh, you know, regardless of what happens Saturday, it's going to be the highest we've finished in many, 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 many years. Would it be since 2000 and, uh, 2002? Obviously, the season we came down from League One, so there's that aspect of it. We've played some great football. We've, we've been, certainly in the first half of the season, we've been breaking records, we're getting equal to records and we've got a lot of a hell of a lot of things to be positive about off the pitch so this is what I sort of was saying a couple of weeks ago although we're doing it the usual way which is the Mansfield Town way which is never it's not good on the nerves but we've still got a lot to be proud about with the club and we've got to enjoy it we've got to try and enjoy it while, while it's here because there's a lot of clubs in a lot of worse positions look at County so <laughs> you know it yeah. could be a hell of a lot worse so that's, it's hard because we're, we're emotionally involved with this obviously but you got to try and enjoy it because the club's in a good place. Sai, it's been a bit of a different experience for you this season. It's been one which you'll never forget, obviously, because that's <laughs> uh, twins and things like that. That, I imagine, has perhaps changed your perception on, on life and the way things pan out because it is just a game. But what will your reflections be at the end of this season? <sighs> It's hard to say, really, you know, because there's that many things going off behind the scenes. You know, it's it's one of them things. Like you say, you can say it's only a game, you know, but it's not really, is it, for us guys? It's it's more than that. We've been doing this for thirty years. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, it, it, it's you know, it's something that you know we we've all only know sort of thing is Saturday afternoon going to football and like you guys say you know if we do it great you know it, it's going to be one of the best seasons one of the best seasons we've had since you know we've got one championship up from National League sort of thing so you know we, we've just got to go and enjoy it and you know if we drop into the playoffs then we've got the joy of two more games and you know the you know the rest of the sort of pressure and stress of, of going through another 100 and, uh, 180 minutes of football I feel stressed now you just said uh, <laughs> no, Cam what's your what will your reflections be because this one I imagine for you bar for when we won the, the conference this will probably be your best season as a Stags fan in terms of the football and the way things have evolved I think the only only real decent times as a Mansfield fan for me of, of probably getting to Wembley and winning the league I've obviously not been a supporter as long as you guys and I'm not 
that much younger than you pay but it, it, it's still quite a while and honestly I remember quite quite like easily the day that we went down the, the Rotherham game and, and the anger and the hurt in the fans in the players and all that anger just took towards Haslam and you think where we were then and now sacrilege <laughs> don't swear on the podcast today but, <laughs> but you think now we're in a much better place and isn't it great to be sat here on a Thursday night thinking this time next week we'll be hopefully be a League One team and how much football changes you look at Notts County last season so so close to Wembley. It's nice to be noticed in are. a good way. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the thing, way. isn't it? A lot of clubs would change uh, would trade places with us. They'll right bite now. your hands off. If somebody came to you at this time last year, so this time next year, you're going to be in third, needing just a point to seal League One on the final day. You'd have laughed in their face, wouldn't you? Absolutely laughed in their face. Because there was no way we saw this this time last year. No way. Absolutely no way. I'd have said would have been. I, I would have said would have been somewhere like where Tranmere or Forest Green are. Yeah. Not where we are. Yeah. Would have been in playoffs. I would have said playoffs would have been. I'd have took playoffs if somebody said to me start the season. That's where you're going to be. Yeah. But we don't want to take them now. No, we don't. Absolutely. No, not. we do not. Well, that's just about it for the final podcast of Series Two of the regular season. We have one more to go. Hopefully no more than that. One more to go, which will be on Monday. We'll let you know a time later in the week, which will be hopefully an end-of-season review. Stay tuned to our Facebook page. We'll try and keep you up to date with all how we're feeling and stuff like that on Saturday as much as we can. The ticket thing, the ticket situation, in my opinion, I think it's MK Dons trying to play a little bit of mind games with the club and with the fans and trying to cause a little bit of unrest. Don't be bothered by it because you've got a ticket to the game. If you haven't, you've got until midnight tonight to buy online until what, five o'clock tomorrow? Three what, o'clock. Three tomorrow. o'clock tomorrow at the, the Stags ticket office if you want a ticket. Please do not travel without a ticket. It's going to be busy. It's going to be one of the busiest Stags away days for absolutely years with over 5,000 fans uh, making the way down there. There is so much riding on the game. Keep your heads, you know, and. and just embrace it because moments like this don't come along Cam mentioned earlier about those dark moments and things like that when we were relegated I remember sitting in the rain after we got relegated to the conference and thinking I'm not going to go to a Stags game again I missed one game out of five years in the conference it's crazy how things turn out I've not missed a game for two seasons now since following the club I spent a year not being able to watch it before this podcast started and Doing this has allowed me as a fan, as a person, to follow a journey and to embrace that and to do different things. And it's been great to see it unfold. Yes, we've had those weeks where we're pulling our hair out and wanting to slay players off and (laughs) moan and bitch and just get everything out of our system. But it's great to be in this position. And do you know what? It just adds to that excitement. There is so much pressure on Saturday, but we only need one point. That's all we need. That's easier said than done. It is easier said than done. But whatever you do, get yourself there if you've got a ticket and and back the team because who knows how this journey will end. We may well have had a few bumps in the road. We may have had a few blots on the canvas, but we've still got the paintbrush and we can paint 
a pretty picture to end this season. Let's hope that we do that. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for all your comments. As we say, this is the, the last regular podcast of the series. There will be an end of season special on Monday. Touchwood, it's not a playoff special. And then after that, who knows? We have had a few of you um, asking about that. I'm going to ask you boys a question to see how good your memories are. What did we do this time last year? What were we doing this time last year? Anyone know? Sorting out Legends Live. Right into a pillow. This oh, very no. night. This very night, uh, a year ago. Was the very first night with Ian Bowen. Correct. We recorded a year ago the very first episode of A Trip You can still watch that, by the way. Memory Lane, took my line. Uh, you can watch that and all of the other ones on our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk. They're also uh, on there to listen on iTunes and things like that as, uh, as well. Um this time around we've not announced anything yet that's because things are still in the works because we don't know how the season's going to pan out and we don't know what we want to do but what we want to do is we want to do something different I don't know how you guys feel about this and I think this season there's been a lot of different things which have come into play there are a lot of been key injuries there's been people like Danny Rose for example we don't need to dress it up who has been um had his mental strengths and mental things tested. David Flickcroft has been an open manager when it comes to managing mental health and managing players on a more personal level. I want to delve into that side of it a little bit. Maybe that's what we'll do once the season ends. Wait and see. We'll have news on that. But that's it. That's all we have to say. You can talk about permutations. You can talk about what may or may not happen. If we lose... It's not all over, we still have a chance of promotion. We'll have to do it the even harder way via the playoffs. But fingers crossed, toes crossed, lucky horseshoes, rabbit's feet, whatever you've got, that we get at least, at the very least, a draw. Because if we avoid defeat on Saturday, Mansfield Town are promoted. How good does it feel to say that? I always try and end on a Flickcroft S quote as I did at the start, and I'm going to use the same one. Four down seven times, stand up eight on Saturday, let's stand up, jump the hurdle and get to League One. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. Fingers crossed, we're in celebratory mood. Thanks for joining me, boys. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for watching. important that we think forward we plan forward and plan for a massive football game and you can't hide from it it's impossible it's a huge game it's got huge significance certainly the squad did but we all come become very fans on, on Tuesday night away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.